0: Good evening. How y'all doing? Good, good. So, for those of you who uh, maybe this is your first time here tonight, my name is Dimitri, um, and we want to welcome you here to Fuse uh, here at Houston's First Baptist Church. How many of y'all are enjoying this cool weather? Yes. Yeah, yes, man, I'm loving it. Yeah, I heard some people complaining earlier. They 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 quiet right now, but um, yeah, I'm loving the cool weather, man. So um, today we're going to be kicking off a series titled. Everything we need. Um, it'll be a two-part series, but first I want to kick it off with a question. When you leave the house, personally, what's something that you always make sure that you bring with you? Go ahead. Your phone. Yeah. Anything else? I... Water. That's good. Stay hydrated. Airpods. Uh huh. Go ahead. Clothes. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Make sure you put that on. Like deodorant. Go ahead. Shoes. Go. Uh huh. Go ahead. Whoever. Okay. <laughs> oh, hair, ties? hair ties. All right. Go ahead. One more. Um, my and my okay. Go ahead. So, yeah. Uh, watch. Yeah. Got to keep that on. Yeah. So, for me, I, I think about when I think about leaving my house. I think about what I call the big three. And I would say most people probably over the age of 16 would have these big three, and that's usually your phone, your wallet, and your keys, right? Right. And so that's that's what I would call the big three. That's what most people would leave um, leave their house and make sure that they have. So you kind of do the little pat, like, okay, I got everything I need, right? Well. For me, that was how my life was when it was simpler, right? I remember going from having a getting a house key when I was young, and that was like the only thing I was responsible for. And then when I got older, I had to have an ID or a driver's license, I had to get a wallet. And then we didn't have cell phones when we were when I was y'all's age, but you know, when that cell phone came out, that was added to the to the pot. But one of the things that happened to me as I got older, I got more responsibilities. so I started getting car keys. I started getting work keys. I started getting keys to my in-law's house. I got a, a key fob here for church. So what I did is I got put on one of these crossbody bags. So it's a crossbody bag. Don't call it a fanny pack because that's not what it is. Um, I already heard it all before. Thank you, Brian. Um, but no, so in my crossbody bag, I have my keys. And so I'll show you what I mean, by the way. So I got a lot of keys. Yeah. So this is ugly. Right. And so before I actually got the crossbody key or crossbody bag, I actually got one of those hooks, you know, the little rope, like what is it, the rope climbing hook. And so I would walk around and you could hear me a mile away. Right. Sound like Christmas everywhere I went. And so somebody was like, you should get one of those bags. And so I tried it and I loved it. So I got my keys in here. And then um, about, what, a a year and a half ago, I ended up getting glasses. So I'm like, you know, like I got my glasses. I don't want to break them. Sometimes I need to take off my glasses. I need to clean them. So I keep my my glasses case in here, right? I keep chapstick in here, which I probably need. Um, I I keep some hand sanitizer uh, post-pandemic, right? And plus, I got kids that still don't know how to sneeze like this. So, you know, you got to keep those. Sometimes I have baby wipes. I got some mints here for a couple of y'all. Here you go. Let's let's not forget the girls over there. And so I actually got my wallet in here. I'm not going to throw it that far uh, because I can't put, because I got a little uh, microphone in my back pocket. But this thing right here saved my life. And so I was actually talking to Brian. I was like, you know, though, like now that I've kind of figured out that this is good. (laughs) Like, I think I need a more advanced one. Like I was looking on Amazon. They got ones with like pockets for specific things. But as I was um, just thinking about that, I'm like, man, I carry this everywhere. And actually my kids reminded me. So one day in this nice weather, it was about a couple weeks back, me and my kids and my wife, we were going to go on a walk. And so my kids, they were like, I'm like, y'all ready? Y'all got your shoes and stuff? They was like, yeah, but we want a bag. And so I'm like, y'all don't have any. They're like, we want to wear yours. Well, actually, I like my daughter has one. And so this is a picture of my kids. So we went on the walk, and so they wanted to be like dad, which made me proud. See, the one that my son has on is actually mine. <laughs> and so they all wanted to wear the, the crossbody bags and hat. And so for them, though, it's a little more, I guess, aesthetic for them. They just see dad doing it, so they want to do it. Though my youngest daughter put a bunch of toys in there, so she kind of gets the functionality of it. And so But it just got me thinking about, as I was going through James, it's like, man, how do we know that we have everything we need, right? And and I think as we walk through this series, we'll see that James tells us how we can have everything that we need in Christ. So for the next two weeks, we're going to be going through this series called Everything We Need. Um, So as we go through the book of James, we're only going to touch James chapter 1, but just a little context behind James chapter 1. Context is like behind the scenes, right? It's kind of like a sneak peek or like the making of, right? And so uh, James, the context of James is first James was written, the human author, though is inspired by the Holy Spirit, right? The human author or the, the guy who wrote James was a guy named James, right? And so there's a lot of Jameses in the Bible, just like there's a lot of Judas's, there's a lot of Johns, there's a lot of Jameses. But this James specifically is actually Jesus's half-brother what do I mean by half-brother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jesus's father is God, right? So Jesus was born by a virgin, right? She was married to Joseph, but she was, uh, uh by the Holy Spirit. Right. And so after that though, Mary had other children and James happened to be one of those. So same mama, different daddy. Um, also, another interesting fact about James is that James was not a, actually a big fan of Jesus' ministry um, while Jesus was on Earth. There's actually some scriptures that point to that him and his other brothers were basically um, trying to steer Jesus away from his ministry. Um, but it wasn't until after Jesus' resurrection that James became an apostle. And James's, I guess, conversion, so to speak, or his transformation was so impactful that he becomes the leader. Of the church in Jerusalem during this time. So that's a big conversion, right? He goes from not supporting Jesus' ministry, Jesus um, to being the, the biggest leader in the church in Jerusalem, right there in Israel, the capital of Israel. And James actually was also martyred for his faith. Basically, he was killed for his faith, right? Um, so the context of uh that's the artist or the author. The other part that I want y'all to know is uh the audience of the letter. And so James is actually writing to Christian Jews that are being persecuted at this time by other Jews. So other Jews that are not believers of Christ, right? So uh, with with the context in mind, let's go ahead and jump right into James chapter 1. We're only going to go through four verses today. Uh, James chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, read like this. says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. So as I was going through this, um, there was a first point that I see and I want to point it out to y'all, and that is, if we want to have everything we need in life, we need to relate rightly. So that's our first point, and we'll get that from James chapter 1 verse one, where James says, "A servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, right? James, again, I told y'all, this is Jesus' half-brother, right? Like, he could have said, hey, look, like, me and Jesus, like, we womb mates, not roommates, womb mates. Like, all of that holiness that was in there when he was, uh, when Mary conceived him, I absorbed some of that. I'm the big man on campus, right? But he didn't do that, right? James was humble. He said, I am a servant. And I think that's so interesting just to start it off. And I think this is probably, I would say, the most important takeaway. If you don't take away, if you uh, tone me out. And this is all you get. I want you to take this one really serious. James saw Jesus not as his earthly half-brother, but he saw Jesus as his heavenly king, right? He says, I'm a servant, or some translations say a slave. And by the way, he does say God and the Lord Jesus Christ. is not to separate the two. He actually puts them on the same level of equality by putting their names together. And so he also mentions the 12 tribes, right? The 12 tribes. Who are the 12 The 12 tribes. Go ahead. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, right. So, yes, but there's something deeper to that. So the 12 tribes of Israel are from Abraham. Go ahead. Uh, Yep, so the 12 brothers. So Abraham, right, had a, um, a promise from God that he would have... Uh, basically descendants that the Messiah would come through, right? And it was a, um, a lineage of promise, right? Where his people, where God's people would come through. And so Abraham had Isaac, Isaac had Jacob, and Jacob had 12 sons. And those 12 sons became the 12 tribes of Israel. But if we look forward a little further, he calls them brothers and sisters. And that term right there actually shows that James is talking to Christians, which shows that when we are Christians, we are actually children of the promise. So it's also interesting um, that James identifies not that Jesus is his brother, but he identifies the church, his audience as his brothers and sisters, right? He says brothers and sisters. So I don't know about y'all. So if, if, if James was, or if Jesus was your brother, how would you feel? Like what would your response be? Go ahead. Mm, that's, yeah, go ahead. Jealous. Jealous, yeah. Imagine, like, I got three kids. I love them all the same, or I, let me rephrase that. I love them all ex- the same in, like, in structure, but they're different, right? So I, I like one thing about somebody else. Somebody else is gifted a little different, but I don't have any favorites. I will tell you that. But if Jesus was my son, like, I think the Scripture would tell me to make him my favorite, right? Like, so imagine being the, the, the sibling of Jesus, of the Messiah. Like, you know, he's going to get some favoritism, right? Like it's the Messiah. So anybody else had anything? I saw another hand raise up somewhere. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) You can turn his water into wine. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, yeah. And so like, I mean, or at most, right. It's like, Hey, I know Jesus, right? Like uh, most people, If we're honest, we'd have probably thought about that in a way to elevate themselves, but James did not do that. So, again, he related rightly. So, simply put, man, we are not born Christians. Y'all do realize that, right? We are reborn Christians. And this is why I said this is the most important point, because I know it's a lot of y'all in here who've grown up in the church, whose parents are in ministry, right? Who've been around ministry their whole lives. And I'll just tell you, that's not what gets you in right relationship with God, right? We have to be reborn. We can't ride on the coattails of others. No one is born Christian. Most important. So if we don't relate rightly with God, we don't have everything we need. That's number one. The second point is um, rejoice regardless. We see in verse 2, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. If somebody told you to rejoice in your trials, how would you feel? Confused, yeah. Annoyed. Annoyed. Like, you don't know what I'm going through, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's not actually telling them to be happy that they're suffering. What he's telling them to do is rejoice in the Lord, right? First, let's think about what are trials? What are trials? Go ahead. Challenges, challenges that's good. What, are you about to put your hand up, Jackson? Are you just fixing your hair? It looks nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so it would be an, an adversity, right, or a difficulty or a challenge in life, right? And so it's not to be confused with temptation, right? Trials are adversities and challenges. Temptation is something that may steer you to sin. God does not do that. If you are feeling steered to ten, to sin, that is the devil. I just want to be clear; these are trials that we're talking about here. And um, he says, "Trials of many kinds or various kinds." Some translations. So, what are some trials that y'all may go through in life, or that we may see? Go ahead. Math test? Uh huh. Uh huh. Go ahead. Preacher, but some amen <laughs> corner over there. Go ahead. Really us, get in a job. Oh, you're gonna get a job too one day. You know that, right? <laughs> Go ahead. You said what? Bullies. Yep. Mm-hmm. hmm Say it louder. Yeah. I can't hear you. Star test. Yeah. So temptations in what way? So there is a distinction. So sometimes it can look like that, but this is not what he's talking about, right? Okay. So, so trials, right? I would put it like this. He's not excluding any trial that may hurt you, right? That may be challenging for you. I would put it on a spectrum of from petty to personal to persecution, right? He's saying... Consider it all joy, pure joy. And so what he means by pure joy, again, is rejoice in the Lord. And so this word pure, it kind of um, signifies unmixed. And I think about when I was in uh, elementary school and during our science project days, we would have to make, um, like, uh, just come up with a quick science project. So some people did, like, the volcano with the baking soda, right? Um, and, the, and the vinegar. And I remember one of the science projects that people did a lot was they'd take a two liter and they would put some uh, water with some food coloring in it. And then they would put oil on top, right? And so, what happens when you put that water and that oil on top and you shake it up? Separate. Exactly. Yeah. So it does not mix. And basically what James is alluding to here is don't let your trials um, let it uh, mix in with your joy. Don't let it steal your joy. Right. Don't let your circumstances steal your joy. But it's also interesting. So the book of James actually quotes Jesus more than any other New Testament book. And um, specifically when I was reading this, there's one that I thought of um, in Matthew 5 when Jesus is doing his most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. And there's this uh, chunk of about 10 verses called the Beatitudes. And basically Jesus is rattling off these things like Hey, like the road is messed up, but if you endure, this is what happens. If people are jerked to you and you don't respond, this will happen. And one of the things that Jesus actually says in Matthew 5, 10, 12, I'm paraphrasing, is blessed are the persecuted. And the reason why is because when you suffer and you're doing it like while living rightfully with God, then there is a reward. There's a reward that we'll talk about here earthly, but there also is a heavenly reward. So, again, simplified, don't let your circumstances steal your joy. Rejoice regardless. And then our third point that we get out of James is uh, remember the reason. This is a, a quick little one, but if you look at it too quick, you might breeze right by it. It says in verse 3, um, because you know, and I've read this so many times, but when I, I was studying again, I'm like, that because you know stuck out to me. And it's like how does James know that they know, right? Either he's talked to them about it, either they have suffered together, but then if you look at the context of of where they are and their people, I mean, Jesus talked about it, right? Their ancestors have went through it. Israel has a history of of being persecuted, right? Look look what's happening uh, today over in Palestine, Israel, and with everything that's happening in Gaza, right? And so... He says, because you know, and I would just say it like this in Texan, this ain't nothing new, y'all, right? This is nothing new, right? And so you know. Who remembers a time when they were going through it, whether it was a, a tough math test, whether it was a bully, whether it was something at home, and you remember crying out to God and God showed up? Yeah. Remember, right? Remember the reason. Remember, right? So it's like, it's funny, when it comes to faith, we're easily to forget. But when it comes to other things, we remember. Example, if we know that if you work out and you eat right, what happens? You get strong. You get muscles. Yeah. If you study hard and you put your best foot forward, most likely you'll what? get smarter, get better grades, right? Like, we know that. But when it comes to faith, we forget that, don't we, sometimes? And and I'm in that, too. Like, us adults, us leaders, we forget that, too. But he's saying, you know. And so, don't forget the why. Remember the reason. Uh, The next point that we got from James in um, in verse 3, as it continues, is remain relentless. Remain relentless. Because you know that the testing of your faith... Produces perseverance. Who knows what perseverance means here? Go ahead, Brooks. To keep trying. trying. Yeah, that's good. Anybody else? Yeah, I think keep trying is a good one. So, some translations say endurance, some say steadfast. A good um, word would also be have patience, right? It grows us in patience. The word used here, though, can symbolize how many people well, I guess I don't even know if y'all ever watched the weather Channel. I don't know if people watch the weather Channel. Okay, there we go. So maybe during Harvey, if y'all remember from that far back, um, Or you could picture like a, a, a weather person, weather man, weather woman, uh, standing out in the middle of the storm reporting while wind is blowing and the rain is pouring, and they're like trying to stay on their feet while, while they're giving us the, the weather report, right? That's the symbol he's trying to give here is endure, right? Endure. Stand strong, stand firm, steadfast, be patient to the end, and endure. It's also like running, right? How many of y'all run? Like run for school, track, cross country? Any cross country uh, runners here? No? We got a couple. No, you cross country? Okay. So, uh, Sajin, for cross country how how long do, or how far were you able to run when you first started co- cross country? It was not really about how far but like how fast Okay. 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 But it was like you need a lot of endurance. You need a lot of endurance. Uh-huh. Yeah. I need to like, something like, to keep me going. Yeah. And so after a while like you got you, really you start building up yeah. exactly. And that's what enduring is, right? It's it's when you're going through it. You're, something's happening, right? It's like, I remember when I was in uh, gym class and my teacher used to make us do wall sits and I hated those wall sits, right? Like you sitting there like, and then if somebody's goofing off, which my friends did a lot, like we have to do them longer, right? And so, but after a while, you start doing them a little longer. So my friends start goofing off a little more and I'm like, bro, like my quads is good. Like I can't fit my skinny jeans no more. No, but, um, and so, yeah, indoor, So, right, so stay relentless. Um, Sorry, I lost my spot here. Yeah, don't give up. Get up, right? So testing of our faith is another part that says testing of our faith. A faith that can't be tested. Somebody said this, a a faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. Think about that. It's like if you had... um, a major surgery, a heart surgery, right? And the doctor was like, oh, I mean, I've never actually done any of this, but it should be easy to figure out. Would you want that? Well, no, I'm getting me a new doctor. Or maybe you know Tesla's been acting up. Maybe this this new Tesla prototype, right? And they're like, hey, you want a new free prototype. You want that? Look, he over here nodding his head. No, I'm good. Give me the old model that's true. Give me that one with the X on the Model X. <laughs> I don't know. Don't give me a Tesla right now. But no, like you want something that's tried and true, right? Right? And that's what it is when our faith is being tested. And it produces perseverance. It produces endurance. Be patient to the end. I guess the best way I could um, maybe kind of sum these two points up is through a song. So why don't y'all stand up real quick? We're going to do a quick song. Oh, uh, let's get hype. Look at you. Man. There we go. Come on. Drop that. Jumping decks. Jump I-, I think, I think we got a song. If I die before I wake, I hope y'all celebrate. Enjoy my way. Come on. Don't ride now for my sake. To hit the line, must endure the race. I'm on my way. Don't cry, baby, I'm okay. I'm elevated, turned up all the way. Turned up. Thank God for all this grace. Remember love can destroy the hate. The What's going on man It show not nothing new Just read the word it'll show y'all what to do Don't be scared to let these show walls trouble you Why you worried when you know God coming through Faith is something that a robot don't compute I beat the odds thank the Lord my troubleshoot They thought they won They said we was done but they missed It was a close shot but you lose Don't forgive them cause they know not what they do It ain't just them it's a whole lot of us too would it bruise if I hit y'all with the truth So many who will resist God cause of you Is it something they read or something we said or something we did or didn't do. and because we sin that He had to descend so we can be cleansed. I'm living proof. Sometimes I look around can't see You, but when I look back I see proof. Now when I look around I see You, so when I look forward it's true. Sometimes I look around can't see You, but when I look back I see proof. Now when I look around I see You, so when I look forward it's true. Yeah, it's sure It's You. It's you. Everything, Everything I've been through, through, I wondered how I get through. Now I know that it's you. Yeah, it's, it's you. It's, it's you. you. I used to be against you, now I'm riding with you. Now they got an it. issue. It's you. It's you. Hey, it's you. It's yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. All right, we can cut it. Everything I've been through, wonder how I get through. Lord, it's you. It's you. Now I'm right with you. Now they got an issue. All right. Anyway, let's keep it moving. Yeah. So remember, remember the reason, right? Look back. Sometimes I got to look back. Sometimes we got to look up, right? And remain relentless, right? So after we've rightly related, we've rejoiced regardless, we've remembered the reason, and we've remained relentless, we can finally retain results, right? Again, it was just like the wall sits, right? So in uh, James uh, chapter one verse four, it says, "Let perseverance or let endurance finish his work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything." What does he mean by letting perseverance make you mature? And complete. It's not a trick. It, it's really that, right? Some translations say perfect, but what God is trying to do is he's trying to grow us up, right? Heard somebody say that a acorn has everything it needs. You know what an acorn becomes? A little acorn, a giant oak, Right? God has put everything in that acorn it needs and then once the rain and the sun and other conditions are right, it grows. God is trying to grow us up through the trials, right? He wants to make us complete, meaning whole, fully grown in our faith, therefore lacking nothing. Get it? We got everything we need, right? In other words, trials actually make us more like Jesus, I think sometimes in the context of where we live, that gets lost. Like what I'm saying is like, God, like I could have said God is trying to make us better. But the best way I can say it is he's trying to make us like Jesus. Jesus is perfect. Right. Like our trials make us more like Jesus. Right. So, again, we've related rightly. We've rejoiced regardless. Remember the reason remain relentless, and uh, and retain results. And now we got everything we need. I I know I shared this before that I'm a huge Marvel fan. Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll just say I'm not pleased with everything the MCU has done lately. (laughs) But, man, how many of y'all have seen the first Black Panther movie? Man, that's like standalone movie. That's probably the dopest. I mean, the in-game and uh, Infinity War, yes, but I think Black Panther standalone is fire. I've always loved the character Black Panther, not just because he's black. He is black, but that's not the only reason why I like him. I mean, the dude is dope, though, right? Like, he's a king, right, of the most technological advanced nation in this MCU, Marvel Universe, cinematic universe, right? So he's vastly wealthy. Right, he has um, his country has basically a uh, like a a whole monopoly. If you play Monopoly, you know what I'm talking about on this this mineral called vibranium, which is like super diamonds, but it does other things, kind of like uh, plutonium, which is found in nukes or whatever. And so, like, so like, and then he's dope because the Black Panther he goes through this trial, right? So every Black Panther one has to be of this Wakandan royal blood, and when you're of Wakandan royal blood. You have the stake of claim to, the, to uh, the Black Panther mantle, right? So T'Challa, we see in the movie, he's the prince, and then he becomes the king. So he goes through the trial, becomes the Black Panther. After he becomes the Black Panther, what happens? Or after he uh, beats the trial, what happens? He drinks a heart-shaped herb that gives him all his other superpowers, right? right? And so what else is dope about Black Panther? He has a suit made out of vibranium, right? This metal that's basically impervious. And if we see in, in the movie, so in um, the first Black Panther movie, we see Shuri, his sister, who's super smart. She um, tells him, yeah, your suit is cool. I know it can block bullets and grenades, but like it's it's obsolete. Like you got to put it on. You got to, like, it's just bouncing bullets off you. Yeah, it's cool, but like, keep up with the times, bro. Like, we Wakanda. Like, our our technology is so more advanced than that, right? Like, and it's not only that, but vibranium can do more than just block bullets. It can absorb kinetic energy, sound, and redistribute it back or do whatever you want with it, right? So, she introduces him to the new suit, and it starts off in this little necklace, and then she, like, Puts this little thing up to him and then programs it to his brain. And so she's like, all right, just think, turn, think about turning the suit on. So he thinks about it, comes on, right? I'm like, wow, this suit is dope, right? And then she's like, now hit it. He kicks it, right? Builds up this energy. And that's basically the point of the suit, right? This suit, every time something hits it, it absorbs the energy, but it doesn't just absorb it. It stores it. And then he can redistribute it, right, back on his, on his enemies, right? So I was watching Black Panther <laughs> as I was working on this, ironically, and it dawned on me something. That's kind of like us, right? It's kind of like us when we've come to Christ, right? right? We, are, we come into this royal lineage when we come to Christ, right? And God is, in his generosity, he's like, I got something for you to get you through these trials. Like, it's not, it may not be a literal suit, but all you got to do is remember remember, turn it on any time when you're going trials, right? Trials are hitting you, right? When, when life is hitting you, tests are just coming. And God is like, I'm using that. I'm doing something, right? It's making us more mature and complete, right? And so what I think is dope is because though I love Black Panther, he's kind of two-dimensional, meaning like there's other uh, characters who can kind of do other things instead of just fight with suits, but that... New suit gives him a little bit of edge, right? He can fight bigger, stronger opponents because of that new energy. And again, I think that's something about our faith, right? I think we want to get out the trial and we want to run, but God is like, I'm trying to use that, trying to use that, right? But I said this before, if you do not relate rightly to God, if Jesus is not your Lord and Savior, you don't get to put on the suit, Right? The figurative suit, you don't get to put it on. You don't have a stake in the claim in the kingdom of God. Your parents can't get you in, right? Like, that's a relationship that you need to have between you and God. But this is good news. Good news is today could be the day, right? Don't wait till tomorrow. Today is the day. If you don't know Christ, if you don't relate rightly with him, you don't have everything you need. And if you do have everything you need, put on the suit when things get hard. If you don't know Christ, we got leaders here, myself, Nikki, Mark. We got a bunch of other leaders scattered throughout the room. We would be uh, more than happy to walk you through that. We'd be more than happy. The Bible basically says believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. and Confess with your mouth and you will be saved. Right. So if, you, if that's you, come holler at us after this. We'll pray and dismiss. Heavenly Father, we come in Jesus' name, thankful, Lord, for today, Lord, thankful for Jesus, thankful for the sacrifice on the cross, Lord, like that song we sung last, Lord, that um, sin had left a crimson crimson stain, but you washed us white as snow, Lord, and we just thank you for that, Lord, and we thank you that you come to us, Lord, that you, you call us to you as well, Lord, and that... You made it easy that only we have to do is believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths, Lord. So I just ask if anybody in this room under the sound of my voice does not know you, may they come to know you. May they be able to say when things get hard, even when things are good, that they have everything they need. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.